Hello and happy Friday, friends. We're so happy to be back with you. And I am so excited to introduce to you our amazing Lucy Kelleher. Hi, Lucy. How are you? Hi, Monica. Good. How are you doing? Good. I'm so excited that I get to interview you. Um, Lucy and I go way back, right, Lucy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we are personal development junkies, I think, together for sure. And I've just loved getting to know Lucy through, of course, Close to My Heart events, but most personally during incentive trips. And that's been really, really fun. Lucy um, did achieve founder in September, the big, big epic September that we got so many new founders. We're so grateful to um, that it's your turn now, Lucy, to talk and to share with all of these makers who just, I know that they get so much inspiration and insight from these interviews. So thanks for saying yes. And I'm going to read a little bit of your bio before I start asking you some questions. Just so that everybody listening or watching gets a little more insight to who Lucy Kelleher is. So Lucy is married to Kevin. They've been married for 21 years and I know Kevin quite well now too. Well, although he's pretty quiet, but I feel like I know him because of Lucy. You do. <laughs> Lucy and Kevin, I love how you guys met. They met in a dojo. Do you know that Jeanette Linton and David Linton met in a dojo as well? I didn't know they met, but I knew David did Aikido because we talked about it at one event. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So Lucy and her husband, Kevin, are both black belts in the martial art called Aikido, right? Is that how you say it? Aikido? Aikido. Uh-huh. Aikido. Okay. It's a Japanese martial art. Yeah. David and Jeanette met in a dojo because Jeanette was wanting to get... Um, some self-defense training and David was her sensei. So there so you go. Well, it was a little different. I was my Kevin's sensei at the time. Okay. So. Well, uh, <laughs> love in the dojo, just so you know, if anybody's <laughs> looking to hook up, there you go. Go to a dojo. <laughs> Lucy was born in Chicago, Illinois, and she moved to California when she was only nine years old. And let's see her passions outside of close to my heart. She loves to read and watch movies. And I know you love personal development, doing all that yes. stuff. And then let's see, you've also, oh, you just got a new electronic keyboard and you're going to start playing piano again. You played from the time you were six to 18. So I bet it's like riding a horse, right? You just riding a horse, riding a bike. <laughs> I, I went right. I just went with it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I was with you on the horse, you know, <laughs> it's probably the same thing. Horse, bike, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, what else? I, I think it'll be okay. I mean, I haven't played in so many years, but I'm excited because we haven't had a place for a piano in our house. So we'll see. It was a birthday gift for my husband. So, well, I'm excited for you. I think that's Thanks. so, so fun. Um, I love that you also outside of your job uh, or outside of close to my heart, you also have a business. You're a business development strategist slash coach. And your company's name is Keep Them Loyal. How awesome. Right. I love your team name too. Girls just want to have fun. That's so perfect. And Lucy Thanks. signed up with Close to My Heart in August of 2005. Wow, Lucy. I can't believe it. Yeah. I know. That's amazing. And you have earned four incentive trips so far. Uh, All right, Lucy, tell us a little bit about that experience and that journey. First, actually, first, I want to know how you got started with Close to My Heart. Okay. So this is really kind of funny. So, you know, I, I told you, we, uh, my husband, and I met at a dojo. So I used to teach a children's class and one of the kids 
moms used to be sitting in the parking lot all the time while the kids were in class in her van and she was always working on something and I went out to talk to her one day and she was putting cards together she literally had card kits in front of her working on them and I was asking her about it and she would invite me to a workshop I'm like oh no no I don't do that I am not creative I am not crafty I've never tried she goes, and she worked on me worked on me so I finally go and it's to a friend of hers who was a consultant or back then who did them in her garage and she invites me to come to it and then she's not there. <laughs> so the first time I show up, she wasn't there. There's all these women and they're all having a great old time and there's boxes of kits. And you know, the woman goes, just grab a box and just start working on it. I'm like, okay, I grab one. And I sat there and I sweated for about two and a half hours trying to put one card together because there was an X-Acto knife and you had cut and then the OCD was kicking in, you know? And I literally was looking at these women going, how are you laughing? This, this is not fun. I, I don't enjoy this. I am never coming back. And I, I paid for my one card. It was like $2. And I left. I'm like, I will never, ever go back again. This is not for me. And then that mom, I saw her the next week and she asked me how it went. And I said, oh, no, no. <laughs> she goes, no, no, you have to come back. You have to come back. So she invited me another time. And I went about a month later. And um, she was there, thank goodness. And she walked me through, like she took a really easy card where all I had to do was like put it together. And I looked at her, I went, oh my God, I can do this. And it was so much fun. And so I just started going every month and I got some friends to go with me and they talked me into becoming uh, the consultant because the woman uh, wasn't doing the workshops anymore. And I told them, well, as long as you can help me make minimums, I'm happy to do it. Cause I think back then I was a paralegal. So I didn't have a lot of time. And that's how it started. And it was right when Close to My Heart changed to clear blocks. I'm sorry, clear stamps. And I remember thinking, I cannot believe they just changed to clear blocks. This is, this is horrible. This is never going to be. What were they thinking? <laughs> Which, you know. And so then here I am, you know, 17, almost 17 years later. Wow. Well, Jeanette's smarter than us all, right? <laughs> yeah, well, there's a reason that she's the founder and boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason she's the owner, CEO, founder, for sure. But Lucy, you've not done bad for yourself. I mean, four incentive trips is not easy to accomplish. Tell us about your first incentive trip and what a difference that made in your business. Oh, wow. Well, the first incentive trip I wanted to earn was the one where you guys went to um, Hawaii because my husband and I had always wanted to go to Hawaii. Yeah, that was, that was the Disney one too, I think, which was very exciting for yeah. us. And uh, I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I didn't have any help. And I had no idea what I was doing. And then I'd gone to a close to my heart, I think leadership event. And I connected with someone who became my mentor. And uh, we talked and you talked me through how to build to um, be able to earn a trip and how to break it down and chunk it down. And, and it's so funny because that's what I do in my other business with the business owners that I work with, but somehow I didn't apply it to close to my heart. And in August of, I think it was probably 2018, I think we went to Thailand, 2018 or 2019. Yes. No, it was 2018. 2018. So 2017, August, you know, when we were a month away from finishing, I remember talking to my mentor and him telling me that I was only 5,000 away from earning the trip. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm 10,000 away. And he's like, no, no, you're five. And we went through it and I just did a big push. And that's when I earned Thailand, which was the most amazing first trip ever, right? And um, yeah. <laughs> I was hooked and I didn't wanna ever, ever miss another trip. <laughs> it was so much fun. And so every year that has been one of my main goals is to earn the trip, which of course lends itself to 
the commissions, you know, and everything else that I earn with it. But yeah, so Thailand, you guys hooked me at Thailand. That's awesome. So did you make a plan? Do you have a plan now? Is that how you do you break it down? What does that look like for you? I do. I very much break it down because as you know, I have another job and I also help my husband with our martial arts school. So I, I keep busy. So I really have to break down what I do and what that looks like every single month. And then I have a different focus in terms of what I do, you know, if, is it going to be events this month that I need to learn more about or do more of or find more of? Is it, you know, the kits? Is it how I'm promoting? Is it where I'm finding people? And so I have to create a plan. And every Sunday, I plan out my week and I portion out time for my Keep Them Loyal consulting business and close to my heart and kind of map out what each week looks like and what I'm going to be working on. And I have a number and I even have, well, you can't see, and I'm definitely not moving my camera because this looks okay. That does not because <laughs> I'm redoing my room. This is my office and my craft room. So it's a hodgepodge, but I have a big uh, post-it a huge like three by three posted and I put the month and my goal and then daily I mark down you know where I'm at where I'm at where I'm at and then I have another calendar on the other side of the room which you can't see that's a blank one that I write every month and I put in what I'm doing because it's the only way I can make sure that the activities that I'm doing are actually helping me get to my goal if that makes sense yeah totally makes sense so you write it down and so that you can see it, you know, where you're tracking. That's, that's awesome. Lucy, that's actually really great advice. Kevin sees it. Kevin sees it as he walks in sometimes. And I'm like, you don't need to be mentioning these things. <laughs> well, he's like, Kevin's where hooked. are we going? Kevin's hooked now too, right? Yeah, he's like, where are we going this year? I'm like, I don't know. Am I taking you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine not. I no, can't imagine go. Kevin Kevin. not being on those trips. I know. Um, well, let me ask you, Lucy, how do you now, so you started off with this card club or this small group, how did that grow into being able to sustain an incentive trip, you know, like to get you to the goals that you were looking and shooting for? Yeah. Um, a lot of pivoting, as they said, you know, Ross and the friends episode pivot, pivot, right. It was been a lot of pivoting over the years. I started out as, you know, what we call a hobbyist where I just wanted a discount. And I did that for, I'm going to say seven years. I always, I, but even back then I made a plan. I knew I needed $300 a quarter to maintain because I didn't want to drop, uh, well, I think it used to be called junior consultant when it was like That's $100 and it was only 10%, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, no, no, I want my 22. <laughs> and so I always had a plan even then to hit that three. And then, and I think it was 2012 is when I decided I, I quit my job and I was going to be full-time working at our martial arts school. And I wanted to really dive in close to my heart. And so I, I made some monetary goals first because I had to know what I needed to earn or what I needed to do to earn what I needed. And I wanted to pay off my car and my student loan. So I started off with workshops and classes with the ladies I knew, grew that, um, did classes at a local church that we were all a part of as well. And so that was nice because they helped me market. And I just maintained for a while. Uh, but then the economy hit, my job changed, or excuse me, what my responsibilities were changed. And so I kept pivoting. And so sometimes I'd be more online. Um, I would sell kits. I would find larger events. I did a lot of craft fairs uh, pre-COVID. Uh, and I even did Pinner's Conference uh, for about a year or two and traveled and did several of those. So it's, it's just evolved and changed as I go along, depending on what's been going on, if that may, you know, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that, well, that's great to show that you have 
the flexibility to be able to pivot and change up your business depending on your personal life needs. And I think that's, that is a beautiful testament to what Close to My Heart provides um, anyone in any situation, right? So as the pandemic hits, Mm -hmm. And you're in California, so you guys had some pretty strict lockdowns. How did you stay connected with your customers and keep the momentum? I mean, September of last year, we were in the height and thick of the pandemic. So how did you accomplish founder? How did you do it? Well, part of it was I hadn't earned Kevin for the trip yet uh, in terms of the company paying. And so I knew I had to hit at least five to do that. That was part of it. <laughs> and he was like, are we going? Um, but I also, um, the beauty of Close to My Heart is you can make of it what you want of it, right? And so I just stayed connected. The minute we went into lockdown, <clears throat> excuse me, my other business went into overdrive. And I, you know, and I, all my classes were canceled. All my events were canceled, everything. And so I just shifted to online. And I had had a customer group that I literally had done nothing with for like a year or two and hadn't felt any motivation. And that was the motivation I needed. And I started adding people in. I started reaching out. I would send cards to people, sometimes blank so they could reuse them. Sometimes, you know, just thinking of you, I found out their birthdays or their anniversaries. You know, I stalked a lot of my people on Facebook, not to be kind of weird, but just to kind of see what was going on with their lives, right? If we were friends so that I could reach out and say, hey, how's it going? What you've been doing? You know, let me know if there's anything I can help you with and just made a plan to stay connected with them in a lot of different ways. I'm not a big phone call person. I don't, um, I don't answer my phone. Um, you should probably not say that. I'll remember um, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on who's calling and if your name appears, you know, but I, I usually let it go to voicemail because it's an interruption, but, and I know other people are the same way. So I do a lot of texting, messaging, and email, depending on where they are. Some people don't do emails ever. Some people want to hear everything by text. I even snail mail stuff to them, not just our cards, <clears throat> but flyers. Every month I will print out and send three to five flyers of the specials each month. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I get orders from that. I just put a little private you know, note. Hey, how's it going? Hope all is well. Uh, and, that, and just it kind of built on itself. Um, it did, didn't happen overnight. I've had many times in my business where I've had max, you know, really great sales, a lot of customers, and then something happens, either the economy, life, I neglected my business and everything went back down again and I had to rebuild, you know, so it's just a constant shifting. But again, that's what I like about Close to My Heart because I've never been, back in the day when we were supposed to do, I think they're called gatherings, parties, I'm going to confess, I've only done one. And I did it because it was a challenge by one of my clients. And it was the most awkward thing for me. The people loved it, but I'm like, I will never do those again. And so I've always had to find my own way. Um, so do you so that, do yeah. online, when you do online, do you do Facebook? Do you do Zoom? What medium are you using? Facebook and Zoom. Both. Okay. Both. Yeah, because I always use Zoom. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Got it. And so oh, and I do a lot of Facebook lives. I'm sorry. A lot of Facebook lives in my customer group. Good. Yeah, no, that's what I want to know is like, how are you teaching them to get them to want to buy products from you, right? So with knowing that, then are you teaching the close to my heart workshops that we sell in our catalog? Are you creating your own? Are you purchasing from other makers or you kind of doing a little bit of everything? Well, I'd like to say it's a hodgepodge, but I don't create on my own as much anymore because I don't have the time. Um, So I always start with the close to my heart resources. I mean, I even 
I just realized three days ago that our home sweet home kit is still on the website. And I did some research and not only do we have a YouTube channel, there was a class you and Maya did, uh, I don't know, two years ago, however, whenever that was out and we had all these pictures. So I did a whole thing in my Facebook group and I've already gotten a couple of orders for the home sweet home kit. Awesome. And so I use a lot of your resources as close to my heart. A lot of the kits, the creative insider, um, I will tweak. I will also make little kits. So especially with creative insider, since they haven't seen those, for all they know, I created it, but I didn't. Um, but I'll make little kits and I'll do a live in the group. And, you know, those kits, you can make a card kit for what? Less than a dollar. I mean, I don't even think it's a dollar. So I will mail kits to people like that where they're pre-stamped and pre-cut and they put them together, you know, um, just to get them introduced to it. If they uh, look at the paper, right? Because when they have it in their hands, not only um, it, it just, they, they get a little more excited about it, right? They see you do it and then they... Um, they want to do it. And then I'll buy workshops from other consultants for sure. Uh, Cause they do such beautiful work and I just, I don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. That's so great that you're, you're so resourceful. And it's the first time that I've heard somebody go back and it's true. We often sell past workshops that we haven't sold out of online. So what a great tip and what a great resource. And then tying that with the YouTube video and our Facebook live videos where we're teaching. Oh, you're so smart, Lucy. That's so good. <laughs> Do you well, know how many wreath kits I also just sold in the last year? Remember the good. wreath kits that we had? Because I started promoting them. They were still on the website. Because to, to me, it's like, oh, that's old news. But to my customers, especially my new people, they've never seen them before. I love that. That is so fantastic. Lucy, it's been so fun talking to you. I have one more question for you. It's okay. the same question I ask every founder at the end of the interview. And that is, what is one piece of advice you would give someone who's just getting started or is decided to turn their hobby into a business? Boy, there's so many things going through my head. But the main thing is really is decide what you want to get out of this. Um, and really, and write it down, you know, it, um, a lot of times, and I deal with this in my other business too, people are like, I just, I want to have more sales, or I want more clients or customers, excuse me, or whatever, really define it and say, you know, and again, even if you're a hobbyist and you want to make sure you maintain your commission of 25%, that's, you know, $300 a quarter, it's a hundred a month, that's $75, you know, after your commission, that's three kits. You have to sell you and two friends go together and craft. So when you decide what you want, write it down and then work backwards and really be intentional about what you're doing, especially if you cannot do this full time, because so many of us can't, you don't have that luxury. I have many you know, maker friends who can, and it's amazing. And they work and they are doing it all day long, which I wish I could do. And I can't. So I have to be very intentional about what I'm doing. So write it down and plan it out. Um, look at your week, decide how many hours you can dedicate. And then uh, the other thing would be use the close to my heart resources. Don't keep reinventing the wheel. Use what we have been given. We have such a vibrant set of resources, not only in back office, but YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, the Pinterest boards, which I'm going to tell you up until last year, I never really looked at so much information there that you guys give for us. Um, and then, you know, just keep moving forward. Do what you feel works for you. Just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean that's your way. I mean, if that was the case, then back in 2005, I would never have done anything because I didn't do gatherings. And that's what the whole, the company was saying, you, you know, this is the way we spread the word, do gatherings, do parties. And that wasn't my thing. And if I had 
thought that was the only way I wouldn't be talking to you right now. When you wouldn't have earned four incentive trips. I know, wow. I'm so excited. Oh, good. I love the intentionality. It's such a true concept. And you know what's so cool, Lucy, is that you briefly picked up your phone and I saw your screensaver. And talk about intentionality. Her screensaver is the next incentive trip, the world is yours logo, so that it's always in the forefront that that's your goal. You got to make it a reality, write it down. Yeah plan that out, work backwards. So, so good, Lucy. Thank you so much for sharing such valuable information. I know that the makers watching this and listening to this have really gotten so much out of it. So I appreciate you. Thank you, Lucy Kelleher. And thank you everyone for joining us on this very special Friday with Lucy. Have a fabulous weekend, everyone. Bye. Thanks, Monica. Bye, everybody.